Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Styers, and I'm here with my sidekick, Brad. We're here to talk love and relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. And Brad does... I've never been a sidekick before. This is exciting. Yeah, you are my sidekick. He does my <laughs> marketing, my social media, and he tries to keep me in line, but we know that that doesn't it's happen. It's a tough out- <laughs> But uh, so he's going to try to keep us uh, on track today uh, and with our topics and every day, actually. Uh, Uh-oh. I know. <laughs> it's a me big keeping, job. Somebody's got to do you it. on track. <laughs> But, uh, but so I wanted to talk today just a little bit briefly about what the podcast is going to be about, because there are people that know me and there are people that don't know me. And so for the people that don't know me, I have, she's awesome. Oh, thank you. I have been in relationships, uh, the relationship industry for about 25 years. I've been a speaker. I have been a relationship counselor, coach. And been matchmaking also for, oh gosh, the last seven years. And all of it has taught me a lot. And I, I'm here because I want to pass on to everybody else um, in other places besides just my hometown and my social media presence and my TV and radio that I do. I want everybody to be able to have access to a coach, their own personal coach. And so we have kind of a neat format, Fred. I'm kind of excited about this because I just I I'm just learning too some of the things that we can do with this. A lot of times podcasts are where people can just listen. Right. They just listen in. That's not this. Yeah, this is not it. You can consider me your personal love coach because yeah, we're going to be doing training, coaching, uh, giving advice. I'm gonna have so many interesting guests like I have today. Uh, unfortunately, you don't get to see how handsome some of my guests are, but I do. <laughs> um, but having said that, um, we're going to have guests, we're going to have panels and lots of great things to talk about. And we're going to have live Q&A. Whoop, whoop. I know. I'm so excited about like, that. Ex- you know, like a Q&A on a podcast? I, like, people whoop. can actually call in. Yeah. And because I love social media so much. I'm also going to give yes. people an opportunity to ask questions there That's as critical. well. Yeah. But it's not just about tuning in and listening. You get to participate if you want to. So here's the thing. And so this was important to me to say to people, if you're going to be coached, you got to be prepared. If I'm going to show up, you better show up. So I'm going to say to people, number Challenge one, sub- yeah, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. Make sure you bring a journal because you're going to want to keep notes and I'm going to sometimes give you homework. So it's really important that you engage as with anything you're present and you engage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they're listening to this, they need to learn, right? I mean, that's, that's why you're doing of, this. It's why we're doing it. Absolutely. You know, my clients pay me over $200 an hour for coaching and everybody's getting it here for free. Yeah. So why not take advantage of it? You should totally right? do that. Take advantage of it and participate and ask questions if you have them. Okay, so I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to finally have a, a platform to be able to talk to everybody and have everybody participate uh, in in their own coaching and their own uh, evolution, uh, personal spiritual evolution here. And uh, I have a guest here today. I'm super excited. His name is Steve Tate. And he, uh, I know we need a little applause thing. Yeah, we got to have the little (laughs) clapper, clapper. Okay. Steve is an artist. He's an author. Uh, He is a lover of life. Uh, And he is a great love philosopher. I 
I find it rare uh, to find a man that I can have such a soul connection and and conversation with. And it actually talks about emotions and, and, and beyond. <laughs> We're bad at that. Yeah, no. And he, I love Steve. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, you Thank want to say you. hello? Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Because <laughs> I just keep talking. But I, I do want to say, though, I, I feel like you have a lot to offer because you are a man. Um, yes. Glad very that's much clarified. Man. I was um, yeah. trying to. Last time I checked. Yes. one with a very deep voice. Yes. But, uh, but. Very tall. But you, you also give very fair advice. And I think a lot of men are going to be able to relate to you, even though it's not something that they like maybe even talk about or have conversations about. So I love that you get to be the voice for a lot of men here and a be, lot of men in dating. Happy to be the voice for men. Great, great. Well, so today's topic, we wanted to just kind of play around, kind of keep it big for now and talk about, I, I, it's funny, I just heard this today that men and women don't understand each other. So the topic is, you know, all men aren't jerks and all women aren't crazy. And I have the disclaimer and all oh, that boy. is, but some of them are, <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I was still working on your new slogan, lovability, keep it big. Sorry, you said that earlier. I thought okay. that was very funny. And I say keep it clean, Brad. <laughs> this is where I need to keep him in line. Okay, so Steve. Yes, ma'am. Uh, back to uh, back to uh, dating today. So mm -hmm. it's changed a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, people always say, like I was at the dentist this morning, the, the assistant said to me, I just, I'm not in a relationship because I don't get men. I don't understand men. And I was like, that's crazy because that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? It's... Mm -hmm. Men and women think they don't understand each other. I don't think we're that far off. Do you? Uh, they didn't write that book. Uh, men are from uh, Mars or women are from uh, Venus for nothing. So that was years ago. I though. know. That's old. I know. But that's uh, way outdated stuff. Well, it, it, it is at the same time. You know, you said that uh, you kind of started off by saying, you know, men aren't jerks and, and women aren't crazy. Uh, but, Some. We, you, you know, so you know me. I, I speak the truth. I, I don't, there's, I have no other reason to be here than to tell it exactly how it is, like it or not. Right. Uh, but, you know, you said that, uh, you know, women, women don't understand men, men don't understand women. Well, pro, most likely the reason for that is they don't understand themselves. Right. I didn't say that. I said people say that. Okay. People, <laughs> people, people say that. And at the end of the day, everybody's looking for love. I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years. And the one thing people always say to me is when they're looking for love, they'll say, there's no good men out there. There's no good women out there. And there are plenty, there are plenty. People just don't understand each other anymore. You know, and I mm -hmm. should, I, I, I say that big broad, but I think people have lost touch with who they are. They've lost touch with what they're looking for. They've, they've, they've lost touch because there's so much interference between games, technology, and what people perceive as opportunity. You know, that's a big thing out there. The grass is greener somewhere else. There's, you know, something yeah. else, bigger, greater. I mean, we stand in line for phones. <laughs> I know. I don't, you but know? people do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, that's that's where we are today. It is. It's unfortunate, too. And and so, you know, when you think about love <clears throat> and you think about the, the, the process of finding love, uh, dating, courting, all that kind of thing, um, you know, love has become quite convoluted. Um, but there's there's a positive side to that. So I think uh, where we're at right now couldn't be a more perfect time as far as that search for love and, and the, the trying to find the meaning for love and the courtship because 
more and more people are really starting to take the time to understand who they are, uh, to heal themselves, to forgive and forget, to uh, to learn about uh, you know their lives in general and how they can move forward being very healthy and happy, and then have something to contribute to a love affair. So, I don't necessarily think that lo- that people are becoming more aware. I think that the inclination today is for people to be more distracted because there's more things to distract. Mm-hmm. I do think the information is out there. I do think the awareness is out there. I mean, this is my world. This is what I've been doing, trying to bring awareness, trying to keep people and you grounded. Do a great job at it. Well, thank you. But but mm-hmm. and I do think there's an audience for it. I mean, how do we think we all found each other, right? There's an audience for it. However, I think what you're saying though, I think is true in the fact that I think we've gotten so far away from, let's call it true north. We've gotten so far away from true north, which is love, that people need it. They don't they don't even know how to describe it. But like when I write, I get on social media and I write about love and I write about relationship, people go, Yes, that's it. You said it. That's what I want. That's how I've been feeling. Because they they didn't even know that that's what they wanted, but they do because we all do want that. We all want love. We all need love. We need relationships. Well, it's it's the true essence of living. Uh, so when you when you think about love, uh, so this, there's a, a certain there's certain things that are absolutely for a fact. So you know the the rich always want more, right? The the uh, the depressed want happiness. Uh, happy want power. Uh, the powerful want peace. The sick want health. But I can tell you one thing that they all want, and that is the love affair. Uh, They would trade anything that they have for that one love affair that would last a lifetime, that was nurturing, that was beautiful, that was healthy, that they could always count on and uh, grow old with, you know. Just so you know, that coming from a man, there's a lot of women that really wanted to hear that and needed to hear that. So I, we, 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 I appreciate no, yeah, no, no, that. Let's talk that. about it. Let's dive deep down into that. I, yeah, I, think you guys, I think you guys brought up a really good subject. I want to jump in there for a second because I think you guys brought up a really good subject. You know, that you guys are having this conversation. You both have stated that everybody wants love, right? Everybody needs love and wants it, even if you're in a situation like you're sick. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, you still want love sometimes even better than yeah, health, more, yeah. more than health. You stated that you talk about stuff, let's say, on social media that people go, I want that. I want that. Why don't you guys get into how you get it, though? Because I think that's where the disconnect comes, because I think all of us in our own minds have an idea about what we want. And Jen, you get into this a lot about want versus need. Right. But I'd love to hear you guys kind of back and forth on. OK, great. I've done the man in the mirror check. Mm-hmm. I've talked to Jen. She's coached <laughs> me up. Now what? Like, yeah. Because it's distraction city out you there. You know, it's funny because my clients forced me into matchmaking years ago because that was it. I got them healthy. They wanted love. They felt like they were ready for it. And then they couldn't find anybody else that was healthy. And that is always the, it's always the dilemma out yeah. there is finding somebody else that you connect with. Right. Yeah. So, and you, and you talk about the distractions and to your point. So, um, if, if you think about all the distractions between work, family, friends, uh, health time, I mean, there's, there's, you kind of come to a point where you say, well, I really don't have time to find love. Yep. I, I mean, it's difficult. I know that everyone sitting in this room right now has a major challenge, and that challenge is time. And so something has to give. 
Uh, if you yeah, want time starved. Yeah. If, and if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you want love bad enough, something's got to give. And, and at the end of the day, most people are so exhausted. The idea of going out and, uh, and putting out that energy to, to actually have that conversation, to talk about love, to initiate, you know, a courtship is almost daunting. To them. So, yeah, so you just want to go home, pet the dog and grab a beer. Yeah. Yes. That, and dream that, of love. And that's love, too. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, I, yeah, animals sometimes are easier. But uh, but having said that, you know, I do think it's important. And, and I do. I am a matchmaker. So I say that. I do help people find it. But if we were right on track, I would tell people, be love and you will find love. Because we should attract it to us where no matter where we are. Mm. We really honestly should. I should be able to go to the grocery store to pick up you know, a gallon of sweet tea mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Georgia girl. and meet, you know, meet somebody. And I do, I, I keep my eyes and my ears open. I love people. I talk, I engage. It doesn't matter where you are. People think that they need to, to like conjure up this perfect scenario and love just happens. And we all know from being in love at some point in our life, Love is easy. When you meet somebody that you are connected with, that you can talk with, and you talk about finding time, mm-hmm. it's only work if it's not the right person. Because if it's the right person, then you it's adding to your life. And it's the energy of love. It's adding to your life. Yeah. Instead of taking away, it's adding to all those other things. So I feel like there's always room for it if it's the right person, instead of trying to fit just somebody into your life into a space yeah and i agree and i agree with that uh you know obviously put a lot of thought into this every day uh and every night and have my most of my life and and you know i get asked that question a lot it's like uh, what is a love affair you know what is what is courting what is uh what is the formula i mean it's unbelievable how many times people ask me that question and uh so you know, me being me, I put a lot of time and thought into that. And, and there's, there's a couple things that come to mind. So as we're talking about this, um, there's different segments of, you know, love. So, you know, there's the love affair. And I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but I love don't. that you use the word, you keep using the words love affair. Cause I can't remember like maybe the fifties when I was watching like my parents' movies where people actually talk about the love affair. But that's the goal. It's here. the passion, right? It's yeah. awesome. The, the, the yeah. goal is the love affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you you can you can love your 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 friends, you can love your family, you can love your friends or, or people, but what we're all after is the true love affair. And what we're tr- the answers that we're trying to get to on this podcast and others moving forward is okay. So how do you actually get to that point? Uh, and and so. You know, I think you got to dig a little bit deeper here and say, okay, it's not, maybe it's not as simple as it, it should be or seems to be. But, you know, uh, going back to what I said is, you know, when you have that initial contact with someone, uh, that first meeting, that first dinner, that first opportunity uh, to get to know somebody, um, you, you have to understand that in that moment, that's a defining moment. It, it could define a whole lifetime of a love affair. And no, pre- no more pressure for first dates. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that on podcast number fourteen. <laughs> but you know, I think I think two people need to show up, uh, uh, you, you know, with the same kind of work put into life. So you know, they need to feel the same way about love. They need to feel uh, the same way about life. They, and there's no way to tell that on a first date, though. Impossible. Impossible. No, nah, I mean, don't forget about it. But 
the, the, the magic formula that we talked about, the pixie dust, that's the very beginning. So the magic know. formula is being ready yourself. I mean, Steve, you going on a first date is I mean, going to be, that's yeah, all right, there's right the there. bomb, right? That's it. It is. Yeah, I mean, you going on a first date is different than other people going on a first date. You're prepared. You know what you want. You know what you're looking for. You're looking for, your intention is to find the love affair, to find the love of your life. And that should be, if somebody really is out there looking for love, that mm-hmm. should be everyone's intention. Whereas... First dates have become, and I can't stand it, and I'm sorry, but first dates have become <laughs> coffee dates. I can't stand it. I I know everybody that knows Where's me. Where's the romance here first? No coffee coffee date. No more coffee no, no, dates. No, no. Are you kidding? So you're going to give somebody 30 minutes, if you're lucky, 15 minutes of, of sipping some coffee? Is it okay to, if you've to... seen her a couple of times and you just roll over and give her a cup of coffee in the bed? Or is that, <laughs> is that a coffee date? It is so not a coffee date. Are we going to do the G show or R show? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, he, he's working on the X show over there. I don't I'm just know. trying to keep people um, interested. But, but, yeah. um, but having said that, um, yeah, the, the, the intrigue and the intention needs to be there. And I don't necessarily think people are putting that energy in it. Like I hear this all the time, Steve, we've, we've, you've probably heard it. I don't know. We mm. actually haven't talked about this, but the whole idea of the numbers game, people always go, it's a numbers game. No, it's not a numbers game I for God's sake. It's not sales. a game. Yeah. It's not a game at all. And it's not about how many people you can you can plow through because I guess you're going to get them confused after a while, right? Well, but that's what we've done to each other. And that's why that's why we're even having this conversation now. Because what's happened is over time, uh, we've all kind of got ourselves in a situation where, you know, we've treated people wrong. People have treated us wrong. And now we're weary. Now we're scared. Now we're, we're tired. We're uh, we're very conscientious of you know who this person is and what they're all about, and uh, in the end, <clears throat> that's what makes us not want to engage in love. And, that's, and we've done it to each other. That's the barrier. But at the and you're right. It, it's you know I, I just want to specify. I don't. I can't really say that we've done that to each other. It's because at the end of the day, Steve, you'll get you get this. It's more of the experience. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's what it looks like that we've done this to each other. But it's more our experiential knowledge. Like, that's what's been done to us. That's what we, that's resident. what we've walked away with. Yeah. But we can't, we can walk away with whatever we walked away with. You've been betrayed. You've been lied to. You've been, che- mm-hmm. whatever it is, you've been, right. You've, you've loved more than they loved, whatever it was. But when you step back into something, even if it's a first date, much less a relationship, you can't carry that. So you, we have to take responsibility as um, individuals to say, whatever happened to me, whatever that stuff was, has nothing to do with this person that's sitting right here. So I'm not bringing that, I'm not packing that bag. You're not supposed to bring bring luggage, right? Yeah. And we can only hope that everyone shows up with that kind of attitude that you just said. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure that's the reality. I think that- you know, you show up to that first date, there's an opportunity, there's a little chemistry, things are working out well. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that little voice in the background says, yeah, but I wonder what, I wonder if, you know, what happened in the past? What happened to the other relationships? You start hearing all that dialogue. She just flipped her hair like so-and-so used yeah. to. Oh, you know, is yeah. She, I mean, that's is what, she that's really what who she, he's exactly she. right. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I hear that from a lot of people. Are they who they say they are? Yeah. Uh, because people send their representatives. And, uh, you know. I think you hit it, though, a few minutes ago when you, and and I don't know how much you're going to get into this, 
but I know where your heart is. Um, but when you talked about you have to be love, yeah. I mean, folks, that's biblical. I mean, treat others like you want to be treated, and it'll just find you. And again, I don't know how much you're going to get into that on on the podcast, but that's where that comes from. I mean, a lot of this and I think is a lot of us, yeah, I think a lot of us, uh, or a lot of the situations out there in society today is we're just like I'm going to the grocery store to get my groceries and get out so I can get home. Yeah, there's we're not thinking. Well, I should not be present. present in the moment. And that's, you just hit it because that's what I was just about to say to you. Yeah. I think it is that present time consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. You're on a date, you're in a conversation. It is that present time consciousness that people are missing. And even when that little voice you talk about that, yeah. that says, hey, what about this? Or this happened before? Can I believe this? That's the, when we're healthy. It's not that that voice isn't going to show up. It's that, that somewhere in that we're able to say, hush, you know, little voice, hush. That's That does not pertain to where I am today. It does not pertain to this conversation, this person. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm not going to entertain this. I am I need to be present and not in the past with what's happened to me, but in the present with this person that's in front of me now and not expect them to be anything else than who they are in that moment. We need to be listening for that and watching for that. Yeah. And I love what you're just, what you just said, because uh, actually that's, that's a great way to prep for that initial meeting Yeah, is before you even get there, make sure that you are in the present moment, make sure that, you know, your heart is clean. Uh, Make sure that your conscious is clean. Make sure that you're moving into this initial meeting or subsequent meeting uh, ready, present, uh, open heart and uh, you know, ready for anything that happens. And, and no expectations. Yeah, because no expectations. because even if you show up there and there's these expectations dun, dun, for dun. right something to be a certain way or for somebody to say a certain thing that you need to hear. I mean, for goodness sakes, I mean, and I do this day in and day out, so I know I hear all the stuff that people say. People have a great date, and then they go, oh, well, I think everything went well, but he didn't <laughs> ask me about another day and he didn't talk about the future. He just said, you know, I'll be in touch. Would love to see you again. But, but he left it at that. I was just thinking, let's talk about courting Yeah, because I love that word. And I think that this is, this is where it was going anyway. Right. Excellent. So let's just, let's just say two people show up and, uh, and, and there is a little magic. There is a little pixie dust. There's the attraction. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and you're already thinking, you know, I, I, I want to further this. I want to talk to this person more. Mm-hmm. I like what they, who they are. Uh, I like what they have to say. And, uh, but, you know, you also have to realize that people are extremely busy. There's a lot of things, distractions to your point that's on their mind. And you have to be patient and kind with that. And not, you know, your expectations of, well, they need to call me back. We read all this stuff. Well, so they should they should text message. Oh, these you stupid rules. Two days oh, yeah. later, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's all crazy. It is crazy. Because, but, and I'll tell you why we do that. Because uh, if you meet someone that's really cool and and you really like them, you can tell that deep down inside they're good person. Right. They're good people. Right. Somebody that you want to move forward with. Right. You know what happens to your mind? You start thinking, I don't want that person to find somebody else in between. People are afraid that if, you know, they, and they become desperate. So, you know, they're the ones that start calling and, and pushing for the next date and, 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 and the communication. Let's talk for two hours on the phone because they want to hook them up. They want to, they want to dial them in 
because they realize what they found right there in that moment, yeah. which is, you know, a very special moment in time is a gem. Right. And, uh, and, and you, you simply can't move through, you know, the courtship with that kind of mentality because yeah. it's a deal killer. Yeah. Because everybody moves at different paces. You know, um, I, I can't think of anything more comfortable than meeting somebody and not worrying about any of that stuff. Because if the connection's there, which is the way it should be, mm-hmm. if the connection's there, you shouldn't be worried about when he's going to text or when he's going to call or when's the next time you're going to see. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and it'll happen. And being patient and letting, and I, I am a person of faith, letting God move that process versus ourselves trying to move that process yeah. along and push it because other people feel that energy too. And nothing, I'm, a, okay, so matchmaking has been such an eye-opening experience for me because <laughs> I, oh my God. And Brad knows because sometimes I vent just a little bit, but, um, but we won't share any names. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But, but I do get to see people's bad habits and I get to see the expectation. I really like this person, but you know, they haven't texted me back and, uh, you know, the, and, and, you know, I text them this morning and they didn't text me back or, you know, or, or they don't text me very often. I find that there's a lot of spaces and gaps between the times when they text me. And I really want someone Usually who between communi- eight and five. Yeah, some, I really want someone who communicates more. So I don't think this is going to work out. Everybody's looking for every reason why things aren't going to work, or finding reasons why somebody doesn't like them or they can't be with them, instead of just enjoying what is and what could be, and letting the the love process just happen and evolve because that's what it's supposed to do. Well, Jennifer, so. You know, I think we have a little problem with the kind of gender identity these days. So what I mean by that is the um, fact um, that, um. <laughs> well, you know, I still believe that men should be men, women should be women. And, and, and that's, that's not old fashioned, by the way, that's DNA. I mean, that's, that's not me, you know, wishing for something to happen. That's hard past. wiring, Steve. It is. It's hard yeah, wiring. It's hard and so, you know, for the men out there, uh, you, you, you got to realize the courtship kind of falls on your shoulders. I mean, like it or not, uh, I realize there's a lot of women out there that would, that are more than happy to take the lead. Uh, but that's detrimental in the long, in the long run, because, uh, you, you know, the man needs to take that lead. He needs to be the one that moves the, the, the relationship along. The woman obviously plays a part, right? But, uh, that's the, that's the courtship. Well, yeah. I think what's, I'm going to jump in here too, is I think what's interesting is after he just said that, I agree with everything he said, and I, you and I have had multiple conversations, conversations about this. So I know you're in agreement as well, but what the funny thing about it is guys are usually the ones who are like, why isn't she texting me back? Why isn't she calling me? I've texted her four times. Like we're the ones we're, we're sitting here asking to go be your knight in shining armor. And then we go. There is no doubt because women have changed so much. They've become so independent and, uh, and that independence is, is drawing men. I think it's a good thing though. Cause I think it's bridged some of the gap between men and women in a way, uh, because men are, men now want love and relationships sometimes more than women and women are outplaying the field. Women are not committing now. Women are not. Totally agree. I mean, it's, it is unbelievable. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, on Fox News in a week, I'm doing a whole story on how many women actually cheat, which is, the statistics could be higher for women than men. 
but women aren't talking about it. And so it's, it's the, the roles have changed a lot and I am a woman and I am an entrepreneur and I am definitely independent, but you know what? I need a man. I want a man. And I, I want the man to lead. And I think women do too. So when I coach women, even these strong independent women, they will say to me, they will say to me that they really do at the end of the day, they really want that man that's going to lead, but they don't know how to, they don't know how to put the, I don't know. They don't know how to put that. They don't know how to let type that go a behind them yeah. so they can let a man. They don't know what femininity is anymore. I mean, like we've had these conversations, so many women and I, where I've said, describe to me the energy of being a woman, of the feminine energy, describe that. And they can't even think of a word. I'll tell them, think of an actress or somebody that's feminine, describe them to me. And it's really hard for women because they have, I guess they think they have to survive in this man's world and be so strong and I'm strong and I'm independent. I don't need this and I don't need that, that they have forgotten that we are a woman. A woman and if we, there's a yin and a yang. And if mm-hmm. we step down, if we step, I shouldn't say down, but if we step, but we could. If we step down, somebody could step up. It's just, it's a, it's a dance. Well, well I think and, and you, you bring up something too. I'm sorry, Steve. I think you bring right. up something too that I want you to clarify. I want you two to talk about it is, is we don't get that just by being a man. You have to earn it. That's, that's exactly you, right. you have to earn that leadership role. You don't just walk into the room and go, ha ha, here I am, ladies. I am man. Right. <laughs> Check me out. You have to earn it. I'll tell you something that's very, very beautiful is when a man takes his responsibility of being a man and takes that woman and gives her the, shows her the confidence of him being that guy and watching her uh, power, so to speak, fall down by the wayside and watch her fall into truly just being a woman. So Steve, it's that, it's that what you just said, and I will say this to women you want the man that says, I know you can do this, but I got this. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Yeah. That is like, that is heaven for any woman. And every woman will agree that they want that. They want somebody that goes, I got this. Yeah. I do. Uh, well, I think I, I think um, you guys have touched on a lot of subjects. I would love to hear you two wrap it up on three or four things that make you healthy and three or four things that make a courtship noticeable. And when I say that for both parties, so as a female, what would you notice in a man courting you? What would you do in that process to, I don't want to use the word impress because it's not what we're trying to do. Because one of the things you always talk about, Jen, is be yourself. Don't be somebody you're not because at some point the real you is going to show and they're going to go, oh man, what what happened? Yeah. But I would love to kind of for kind of wrapping it up on 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 kind of these things of being healthy, and kind of what well, that being courtship healthy should is a look whole like. other. I mean, that's a that's, that's another a series sure. of podcasts for sure, and how to get to that point. Um, you know, and I I do think again, I I also think it's a whole other podcast to talk about the courtship process, what sure. women want, what men want, because that's a it's a long uh, list. And I think it's an intentionalist. I don't think it's something we just want to brush over and say, sure. you know, I, I, I would want this. I expect this because it, but, but I do think when you talk about a courtship and of any sort, 
if you're courting each other, right? Because mm-hmm. that it is mutual. A, a man Agreed. wants to know that a woman's interested Absolutely. just as much as the other way around. But I think it's it is about number one being present when you're with that person. Uh, number two, having a connection, and number three, making sure that you maintain that connection after. Right. So whether it's texting, whether Call it's phone calls, each other. Right. Yeah. I agree, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, seriously, guys. Right there. You know, man up. I I get it. I think a conversation's important. I I also think that you want to nurture it. You don't want to let too much time go by before you see that person again. You know, not that you need to do it every night, but or rush anything. But I do think plans need to be made. Like, uh, this is my intention. I'd love to see you again. Well, I'd love to see you again. Let's do this. Why don't we plan on either Friday or Saturday? Let's look at our schedules and make something happen. People, there's a security in that and an ease in that, right? So I think a man, as from coming from a woman, if they want to be with you, they want to see you again, they want to continue the conversation, at least put it out there that there's a potential plan in place, that you have the intention of doing that. Steve, I want to thank you again for coming. I uh, love who you are. I love your soul. Uh, I couldn't think of a better person to be here with me to have this conversation oh, with. It you. was definitely um, a godsend. Mm, uh, we know the story behind how that all happened, too. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, we'll share that another time. But uh, I would hope that you'll join us next week. Uh, I want to talk about uh, finding that love affair. You know, like, How do we get there? And it's a great word and it's a great topic. So let's, can we pick up there next week and talk about how do we, how do we get to the love affair? This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.